The Bible Study Podcast, episode 647. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues a study of the book of Genesis with Genesis 3. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We get here in Genesis 3, the fall. And one of the reasons we get right away to the fall in the book of Genesis is, again, the whole Bible is about this relationship between God and his people, especially in this fallen state. Genesis 3. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say, You must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden. But God did say, You must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. And he said, who told you you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man said, The woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree, and I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and all wild animals. You will crawl on your belly, and you will eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head, and you will strike his heel. To the woman he said, I will make your pains in childbearing very severe. With painful labor you will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. To Adam he said, Because you listened to your wife and ate fruit from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat from it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil you will eat from it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow you will eat your food until you return to the ground, since from it you were taken. For dust you are, and to dust you will return. Adam named his wife Eve because she would become the mother of all the living. The Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. And the Lord God said, The man has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil. He must not be allowed to reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. So the Lord God banished him from the Garden of Eden to work the ground from which he had been taken. After he drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the Garden of Eden cherubim, and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. 
And so we get this familiar story here and this story of fall, the story of temptation and this story of giving in to temptation. And so I don't want to be con- too concerned here that we've got talking serpents. Uh, we believe that we're dealing with Satan in some form here, that he is tempting Adam and Eve. And you're going to find a real echo of this story if you read the Gospels and you read the temptation of Jesus. Again, three temptations and similar sorts of temptations, again, with Jesus being tempted by the devil. And Eve is tempted with half-truths, and that is a common thing that the devil will do. The devil will put a little truth in and mix it in with other things that are truthy, but not really true. And so God says, don't eat this or you will die. And the serpent says, you won't die, which is untrue. For God knows that when you eat it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil, which is true. But that really wasn't what we were talking about, was it? What we were talking about is, should you eat it? No, you eat it and you will die. And so that is the deal, is basically that don't eat the fruit, eat anything else, but not this. And how much something gains attraction when we're told we can't do it or we can't have it. And so she falls for this half-truth, and she looks at it, and now the temptation turns into sin. Because she looks at it and she says, will it be good for food, pleasing to the eye, and desirable for gaining wisdom? It'll make me like God. And we sometimes equate this with the lust of the eye looks good, the lust of the flesh, it'll taste good, and the joyful pride of life, it will make me like God. And so she falls for these ancient tricks, but it's the first time that someone falls for them, and she gets it, and she takes it, and she gives it to Adam. We don't actually hear anything about what Adam says at that point, right? She gives it to Adam, and he ate it. That's all it says right there. He doesn't protest. He doesn't say, it doesn't say anything else other than she gives it to him, and he eats it. Does he say we shouldn't be eating that? Does he know, you know, doesn't go into a lot of details there, but they eat it, and they realize they're naked. And so now they try to do the thing you cannot do. They try and hide from God. And it's a foolish thing to do if you think about it. And yet how often, I wonder, do we think that God doesn't see what we do? And how often is that foolishness repeated in their offspring? And then the other thing that is really familiar is the blame game. And we get to play it for the first time. You know, how did you know you were naked? I uh, Did you eat the fruit? And Adam doesn't exactly blame Eve so much as God. He says, the woman you gave me. You know, everything was fine, but then you gave me a woman. So God, if you look at it from that point of view, really, it's your fault. And uh, God isn't buying any of that. So he says to Eve, well, did you eat the fruit? And she says, well, it wasn't really me. It was really the snake who talked me into it, who tricked me into eating it. She knew what the rules were. She repeated the rules to the serpent. And so there is no excuse here, but we're playing the blame game. And we tend to do that too. We tend to do that either in one of a couple forms. One is the, well, at least I'm not as bad as that guy, or it's not really my fault. Uh, I don't know if you've ever come across people who can't own up to what they have done wrong, but it's always somebody else's fault. That is a sign of spiritual immaturity. It's a sign of immaturity in general 
Uh, but definitely something if you can't own up to your mistakes, but if your mistakes are always somebody else's fault, that's not a good thing. But it's an old story, and it goes back here to the third chapter here of Genesis. And so the snake is cursed, the ground is cursed, Eve is going to have childbearing pains now. All of that is just the results of what happened. That is just the consequences of the decision. And even if God forgives us for our sin, there can be consequences to the sin that we have. Uh, And in this case, these are the consequences. They didn't ask God ahead of time, and they, but God could have told them probably, well, what will happen if we eat it? He says you'll die, which they're going to, but there are other things that are going to happen as well. They didn't ask because they didn't want to know. They didn't ask because they didn't think they'd do it. They didn't ask because we don't ask. We don't think about consequences, even when the consequences, like this case, are made very clear ahead of time. And so God gives them garments and throws them out. And then the interesting thing here is that let's throw them out because they might then eat of the tree of life and live forever. And there's been various different thoughts on why that is. Is that that they would live forever in this state of perpetual sin and therefore it's not a good thing, or just that that's not God's plan, and that's not a good thing. But basically, at this point, everything changes, and they're no longer in paradise. And from this point on, through the rest of the book, and I don't mean Genesis again, I mean the Bible, until we get to that new Jerusalem at the end of the book of Revelation, everything in between is a broken and fallen world. And that's the context we need to have as we read Genesis, but as we read the rest of the Bible as well, or as we live our lives, is that we live in a broken and fallen world that is going through the consequences of sin. Sin breaks relationships. It it broke the relationship between Adam and Eve and God, but it still today breaks relationships. And that's one of the worst characteristics of sin is that it tends to break relationships because of anger, because of guilt, uh, because of all of those sorts of things, because the act itself is often an act that is breaking relationships between us and God or us and others. And again, this book, not just Genesis, but the whole Bible, is all about the relationship of God and his people, especially from this chapter onward. I'd like to tell you that it all got better the next chapter, but again, we got a whole book left of uh, bad decisions, and the next worst decision is going to happen next chapter. So come back for that. With that, we're going to wrap up this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have a question, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Hi, friend. Are you stressed, maybe even worried about so many needs around you that you've forgotten you are worth taking care of, too? 
Well, I'm Bonnie Gray, the host of Breathe, the Stress Less Podcast. I want to invite you to join me as I share practical tips based on science, inspired by God's Word, to help you spark joy and restore God's peace and love to your soul. Subscribe now and go to lifeaudio.com.